0: Welcome to the first episode of The Deep End with Filter Make sure you subscribe for more interviews with your favorite artists. You good to go?
1: Let me wipe one of these layers of sweat off my forehead.
0: <laughs> we'll keep that in. That's the start of the interview. You Hell, just, shiny you, man. I'm yeah.
1: Shiny like a police interview.
0: You just wiping sweat off your forehead. One of them
1: hot things just like tingering.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Alright, welcome to Filter Headquarters and today we have a special guest in the building. <laughs> Uh, Wollongong, now Sydney resident, Husky band. What's going on, bro? It's been a while. Yeah, it has, man. Fuck. But you've been keeping busy.
1: Yeah, just trying to keep my head down at the moment. But heaps of music coming. Fuck, get that rid of. Yeah, I think heaps of shit coming, bro. I got like five clips to do, and then I'm dropping my EP, and it's gone.
0: Um, Do you remember the first time that me and you met? I don't. Fuck. Okay, we was up in Y.E., the Body Bag Media Studio in Y.E.
1: Bro, I would not even know that you come there. Wow, <laughs> wow.
0: Well, I came up with Triple One to do the Body of the Booth. We came up there, we are in the garage, you listen to music on YouTube, that's the first time we met. Pretty yeah. crazy to think that shit was two years ago, man, cause looking at the scene back then, and looking at the scene now, it's... Yeah. The change is crazy.
1: Badly. Like... I, I don't think anyone was getting the, like, recognition back then, you know? There was a few c- people that were popping. Or like if you it depends what you define popping, but like not really like now, you know what I mean? There's like a whole group of us now that are going well. Yeah. Back then I was sleeping in the studio. I think I only dropped Body the Booth. Chillin' it was You had the brain on EP as well around yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was then, yeah. Chillin' it just started coming to the studio. it's around the same time I met him. Like nervous to come down. Fuck. All the boys started linking up through that body bag place man yeah. like
0: I was looking at the fly for the body bag festival that happened pretty much exactly two years ago and like you were saying the lineup was fucking insane because yeah. it was like chilling at Wombat nerve yourself shadow like yeah, triple one man. it was like and it was 20 bucks it was like 300 people capacity maybe in this full, fucking yeah. shitty pub yeah. in Sydney and now it's like to see how much the scene's grown since then and everyone's doing their own shows which are like 800 people to a thousand people and shit
1: yeah that spins me out man I never thought it was possible I'm a real skeptic you know like Chilling it and like the boys, they're all like motivated kind of people. You know what I mean? They they see something, they get it. I'm the kind of person that's like, nah, not not doing it. You know what I mean? Fuck rapping. What's rapping? I need to get money. You know what I mean? I'm doing this and that, doing this and that, trying to get money. These boys are like, nah, this music shit's gonna pay off. And I was like, you talking shit? I'm obviously talking shit. You know what I mean? Look at it now. You know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone has a chance to do something. Heaps of my mates that are coming up that were rapping with me that are like, like I think they're better than me. Like my mate Scam, all these kinds. They they're coming up now, and I think it's going to be even better than us.
0: Mm. And I think the difference back then was that you know you were getting millions of views on YouTube, SoundCloud, all that stuff, but there wasn't actual tangible way to make money. For music, you know what I mean. It was like a lot of views. Same with Triple One. There was like a lot of views, but there wasn't mm. industry support. And now you have promoters and booking agents and labels, and everyone's trying to get into the underground. It's pretty fucking crazy.
1: But it's pretty dodgy at the same time, man. Like, I don't. I've I've been doing like heaps of these meetings and this and that with these companies. And like when I was in jail, these people were trying to throw me deals and that. And like a couple of the boys that knew, like, including yourself, were like, just be careful while you're in jail, you know what I mean? Like, speak to others, speak to as many people as you can. You pointed me to a few people, like everyone did. I just reached out. And then I got out of jail and I realized like these people were literally trying to rob me, man. Like I've made more money in the first week or two since I got out of jail than these whole deals that they were throwing at me. Ten year contracts, five year contracts, whatever it is. Like People can do it themselves. Like, I don't think that that, I don't know, whatever their, that template they're working off doesn't apply to us here. Like, we can do it ourselves and look at everyone who has. Like, it's only now they're trying to, there's labels and stuff are coming in because they see us making money. It's, that, that, it's getting hot. It's definitely hot here. Like, definitely hotter than this dungeon we're in right now, man. <laughs> like, it's getting hot in Australia, bro. And if all it takes is money. Look at that kid Leroy, motherfucker. He's killing it. Yeah. Killing it! I've seen him filming with fucking Lil up Yeah,
0: taking photos with Drake and shit. It's
1: gonna, it's only gonna <laughs> get bigger for him. Like he's big now for me. Like he's gonna. Well, you get... got a photo
0: with Chief Keef, bro. That's pretty much the pinnacle C- quit. of. Quit. Yeah, you quit. can retire now. Yeah. Save
1: some for <laughs> us, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want a photo with Chief Keef, man. Hook that up for me, please. <laughs>
0: and going back to what we were saying about um, body bag, I think you were one of the rappers who was definitely on the forefront of that whole movement. You know, 2017, 2018. That was you know the strongest thing coming out of the underground at the time and obviously your body the booth i think is now probably your you know signature track a lot of people know you for that yeah for sure so when you were recording that did you ever think it was going to be as big as it was
1: no i thought it was a bit too dark man i was like fuck. but the beat was a banger and like i recorded it over like a little loop that he made that was just like similar but not like that beat it was the same tempo the same kind of like, I don't know, melody or something. But then he mixed it and mastered it and sent me like this whole new thing. And I was like, Loop Goons, bro. Shout out to Loop Goons. Cause like, I think I wouldn't be here today without him, man. He's a crazy producer. And like, I gotta give him half the credit on that, bro. Like he made that into like a proper song. It was just a one take kind of freestyle before that. Mm. Now it's like a proper banger. Like, It took me ages to realize actually too. Like I hate my own music, bro. <laughs>
0: like also
1: with um, that
0: whole thing about you saying, you know, your lyrics were too dark. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why you're one of the rappers who you can say you truly have like a cult audience in Australia because you do delve into topics that other rappers might be afraid to go. Yeah. So what were some of the real life events that you think really gave you that kind of lyrical approach to your music?
1: It's it's just my whole life has been an event, if you're going to put it that way. I could rattle off 10 situations that, but it's all up just just my life bro. Like it's never been easy for me. I've always, I've always doing, I've related to people doing what I do. When I spit the real shit, I do that because I'm fucking inspired by Joe Budden, Eminem when he's not talking about Britney Spears and shit like that way I am Eminem. Yeah. Like brother Lynch hung, like some dark shit. You know what I mean? Like. That's what inspired me and like not many Aussies, they didn't, I don't know, it's kind of like you're a weak cunt if you're going to be talking about that at the time. It was like you gotta, Aussie hip hop was like I'm a staunch cunt, I fucking do this, if you fuck with me you're going to cop it, but like you can still be like that, like no one's talking shit about me without copping it, but I'm fucking feeling this way and I'm fucking saying it and motherfuckers related to it and even some of the hardest cunts I know were like wow bro your music touches me and I was like that's hectic so I pushed with it I pushed with that lane and I stayed there but I swear being in that headspace and being from where I'm from and having this post-traumatic stress and all this shit dwelling in there and staying in there to, to try and write some music it's not worth it it's not worth it and I fuck I don't know if it was a good move or a bad move in the end of the day, because look, like, I put myself in a box, and I don't know if more people wanted to see me happy. You know what I mean? It was like, and I didn't know where to go from there. But these days, like, my music has gone from being, fuck, almost like feel sorry for me. I wanted, I just want you to know the truth and how it is. And now it's more like oh fucking yeah you know how it is but oh, that's why I'm hungry that's why I'm this hungry that's why in my new music you can hear it. it's not motivational in a way like I'm fucking telling you to go do chin-ups and Wes Watson yeah, <laughs> but it is in another way like I've, people can feel that I've moved on from that and I'm I'm re- I'm out here and I've changed my fucking life to the max because if I could do that then fucking anyone can trust me like crazy
0: and I think all throughout your career um, you know it's no secret that you know, your music is controversial. Barely. And and a lot of people, some people, fans, some people, artists, would say that your music is having, you know, promoting a negative lifestyle or promoting drug taking or this and that. Mm. So I know you've addressed it a bit on social media throughout the years, but if there's one chance for you to address it fully and completely and explain why your music doesn't do that, like, Like, what would you say?
1: It just, in my eyes, it's, if you know, you know, And whoever says that, they do not know. If you have lived this life and you have been around people, even if your best friend or not even anyone you know has been affected by drugs, you hear my music, you know I'm not bragging about it. You know what I mean? There's no way in the world you're going to take off what I'm saying and be like, fuck you. But then again, I started to realize as I got older, there's a lot of people out there that aren't from my life and they don't know. And they're just hearing it going, Husky's cool. And they've never experienced drugs. They've never seen the fucking torment that it can cause someone. So they're like, fuck, I wanna be like Husky. And they're doing this. And like, I was getting, like, I got a Snapchat off this kid once and he was in a school uniform and he was like on the nod. And like his mate was pouring water on him and like putting a cigarette out on him. And I was like, that makes me sick, man. If this kid thinks that I condone that enough to send it to me saying, yeah, Husky 201, whatever. I'm like, bro, no. And that made me change a lot, and like, I had a talk with Enter once, and he goes like, it's pretty much what you're saying, but he was like, I'm not happy with how you're doing shit. Like, it's fucked up, you, you, you're influencing a lot of cunts now, and it's not cool. And I started to realise, like, maybe it is coming across the wrong way. But, like, where I'm from, there's either two ways to live life. You, you get exposed early, and you learn. And then, by the time you my age or whatever, probably it should be younger, but <laughs> you, you learn and you know not to do these things. And then there's another people that have been sheltered their whole life, and they've never seen this side. And then they get to the point where they're out on their own, they're making their own moves, there's no one telling them what to do like mum or dad, and they're falling down these traps, getting addicted to meth, getting addicted to heroin at, at 25, and it's the first drug they've ever tried. Because they never were exposed to it as a young, and they never knew the bad side. You feel me? So, w- There's good and bad at whatever you want to look at, but I see what I'm doing as a duty man. Like I'm fucking telling the real side of this. And I'm telling you right now, there's no good ending to being on drugs. There's no happy ending, except for you getting off it and getting clean. And even that is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. So don't fucking try it if you haven't tried it. Don't start it. Don't start it and think I can stop when I want to. There's no happy ending, just fuck drugs. Look at all the people out here killing it. They're not on drugs. You feel me? Like. I'm, if they want to say that I'm promoting that then that just means they don't know you know if you know you know all right let's fast forward to
0: 2019 because it was a roller coaster year for you in a lot of right. different ways um but you know start off with the most important thing i think in I your life so you became a father so that's obviously Man. a huge lifestyle change how's that influenced your approach to music Damn. not just music but you know life in general i guess
1: bro it's crazy like, I, I don't know, I felt like before, I wasn't as hungry to do all this business and I didn't realize I was talented. Like I, I knew I was talented, but I didn't like it. I was like, this is shit, I still don't feel it, even though that's how I am. I don't fucking want to hear this shit all the time, but I knew that it, this is all I had, people wanted to hear it, so I dropped them tracks. And then I would stay the fuck away from it and never listen to it. But now, like, having, having a family and that, like, I've actually, like, I see, like, I've got so much to lose, bro. Like, so much to lose. And that, like, all I wanna do is just give my kids everything I didn't have, man. Like, there's no way I'm gonna say no to my kids when they ask me for shit and watch them suffer. Like, not suffer, but, like, I'm, I'll spoil the fuck out of my kids. I don't give a fuck if they're a brat. They could be a brat. That's my kid. You don't need to worry about my kid. Let bear be a brat. I don't give a fuck. But like, I grew up hungry, bro. Like I went to sleep starving. Like I grew up in an apartment block where like I could smell Nigerian fucking food, Indian food, all this into a combination of just putrid smells in the fucking stairwell and in the top of the fucking flats where I lived in. And I was just like, this, this is fucking killing me, going to sleep, knowing that all these people are cooking dinner and there's nothing I could do. Till the age where I was like, I could get this myself and just go steal whatever the fuck I need. Like, I was hungry, bro, and I didn't think I had it out. I just thought I had to go to bed hungry. But, you, like, I learned, you, and I'm never gonna let my kid do that. I'm never gonna, no matter what it takes. I don't give a fuck what it takes, bro. Like, I will never, ever let that happen to my kids. Mm.
0: And before we were talking about, um, you know, your social media presence, and you were saying that some of your fan base might be sad or not, well not sad but just a bit annoyed because you know it's not that reckless husky anymore it's it's, mm. it's husky having a family so how do you think you're gonna you know approach that because i feel like any real fan should just be happy that you've got yeah, a better life like, right I like it's
1: probably <laughs> not the best word but like yeah, yeah yeah
0: followers the audience yeah the audience. like yeah. the
1: followers on there like a lot of people just want to see the fucking world burn you know like it's nothing mm. better than watching like Takashi beefing with guns, even though yeah. you know it's a putrid and everything about it is like, I wouldn't fuck with that. Mm. But it's cool to see, you know what I mean? Like, mm. fuck, look at that clash with Wombat and old Mate. fucking. Righty, yeah, right. Yeah, like, everyone was fucking into that cuz, you know what I mean, into it. Mm. Like, they love to see that shit. They think like someone's gonna fucking get bashed there or something like that, you know what I mean? That's, people feed off that shit on the internet, but my real fans, they love it. I get messages all the time, they're like, keep this new you. Don't go back, bro, don't fuck up. You got that song, Old Me, bro, go listen to that shit. And like, that's what it's about. My real fans know, and that's all I need. All them other motherfuckers I don't care about.
0: Mm. And in 2019, you also, you know, you had a case, spent some time incarcerated. So I guess a lot of fans are also wondering, what's the status of the case right
1: now? That I just come from a meeting with my lawyer before this interview and I don't know, I thought it was all good, to be honest. But they're like, they're trying to give me 20 years, but my lawyer's like, that's not going to happen, that's a maximum fucking situation. Like, if I walked in a bank with a fucking machine gun, I'd probably get 20 years. Yeah. But the armed robbery charge that I got, it'll probably give me five, seven years. It's fucking doing my head in, it's hard to think about. It's hard to think about. Like, I'm doing all this shit to get money in case, you know what I mean? There's going to be a stack there if I go to jail. There's no fucking way, I'm not. I'm leaving my family for seven years with nothing, you know. Like, and I didn't even know this till like an hour ago. Like, mm. it's fucking. Even saying it now, I'm like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I feel about this, but I'll probably go home tonight and be like, shit. Like, silly. I was in jail with silly. And. We thought like you're doing four years, bro. Like you did something, and whatever you you're gonna, you did a crime, blah blah blah. You get punished. He knows the guy He's not a fucking idiot. He's mm. like, I'm gonna do a jail. Then they gave him ten years, bro. And like, we all were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like I don't think his lawyers even expected that, man. Like.
0: Mm. And what was your relationship with Selly like? Because I guess with you know One Four being the biggest group in the country, um, you know Selly was incarcerated for a lot of that time. So. A lot, a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, like, what's it like to kind of, you know, speak to him
1: and hang out with him? When I was with him, we were on remand. No one knew what we were looking at. Now that you've been given 10 years, like, your whole mind state would change. You know what I mean? The poor dude, like, he's probably going to be angry at the world for the next two years. You know, like, I would be too. It's rightfully so. Like, but he's a fucking nice guy. Mad family dude. Like, they they take, these, they take these heaps of shit out of context. You know what I mean? Like look they're staunch cunts don't fuck with them but they're fucking staunch cunts they're not just criminals they're fucking staunch cunts they know the guy they're not going to fucking go and attack women and children and fucking this and that it's like if they're beefing they're beefing with someone who's signed up to this agreement it's like you want beef let's fucking do the cunt. these boys want it back so what don't make them out like they're fucking the world's worst fucking criminals like just to put them in jail it's fucking sad silly is a soldier He's the maddest family man, and shout out to all his family. Much love to all yous. And I just hope everyone's fucking doing well at this time, hey? It's fucked mm. up.
0: And with the whole situation with the police shutting down hip-hop shows with 1-4, yourself, it's got to reach a boiling point at some point. How do you think it's going to be resolved if it does get resolved?
1: Because it could have all? been resolved. It could have been resolved. Really, is anyone a bigger target than 1-4? Who else do they want to shut down? Mm. Maybe it's resolved. Maybe they fucking just really hated them boys and that's fucked up. I don't know why. It's fucked up. Like, like I read in that GQ interview, they're fucking bricklayers and shit before this. Mm. They're not fucking career criminals. They fucking haven't lived their life yet. They're fucking young. Yeah,
0: like, it's barely in their 20s. Well, how
1: can you yeah. say a 20 year old is that much of a fucking scumbag? I need to put him in jail for this long. Like, you don't even fucking know what you're doing at, 10, at 21, you know? Mm. It's easy to make a mistake. Yeah, people fuck up. But I've seen these these cases heaps of times and them other people aren't getting 10 years. Mm. It's fucked up.
0: So on a more positive shit from 2019, you obviously had the collab EP with Chillin' It four days. Yeah. So explain to us like when your relationship with Chillin' It started and how that blossomed into kind of doing a whole project together.
1: Oh, bro, we could have done this ages ago, but... You know what I'm like. <laughs> and now I got out of jail. He's running amok, busy as, all the time. It's hard to get onto him. I was like, I'm getting you in, kicking you into gear now, bro. Like, let's do this. We just chilled, kicked back for the, like a couple of days, and we wrote these songs. and I was like, let's just go record them. We just recorded them all, all in one day. And then from there, it took about a month or two just crossing the fucking and dotting the eyes and shit like that, you know, like there's, we were gonna do this deal with it and like, we just thought, nah, it's all good and then we got told to push it back for a little bit, so we did that, but it took us four days, bro, literally took us four days to sit next to each other in a hotel, kick back and write four tracks, like five tracks, bangers, and like, bro, I've heard his album and I know what my shit's like and they're all just throwaways. That's just trash, (laughs) like we are just rapping on beats, like that's just throwaways, 100%, wait till you hear his new shit. And my shit's good too, right?
0: Yeah, so you got the 4 Days EP and then you said before you got 5 videos and an EP to come out. So, what's that sounding like compared to your old stuff?
1: It's fucking gr you know, I wanna put some shit on, fuck. Just wait, I can't put shit on, because people will screen record it and then release it like it's my fucking newest shit and my best shit and it's like fucking half a song. Like all my shit when I was in jail just kept getting leaked. And it's all the songs that I kept showing the fucking record labels. I was like, oh, they are like send me some samples of what you've got. We'll show, we'll, show, we'll show the people in the fucking building. And next minute that shit's
0: just leaked all over the internet. Sounded a like, tape recorder under the desk or some what shit. The fuck,
1: man? Some of these raps aren't even over the, any beats I've ever heard. It's like, how can that be my song? I've never heard that beat. Like, yeah, I took a lot of Xanax back then, but like, I remember beats, okay? I want rapping over no random beats. Mm. There's heaps of my tracks have been leaked, cuz. I don't think I'm dropping like 10 songs now because of it. i just started again when I got out. My new shit's hard as fuck. Like, it's, it's just not sad shit no more. Just give me your money shit. It's hard as fuck. I'm just mad.
0: <laughs> Any final messages for the viewers out there from Husky?
1: Fuck you. Beautiful. <laughs> nah, don't fuck. Don't Don't take that serious.